Weekly, and we got Lyle Stokes and uh, Chuck Davison with us today. Uh, Chris has got some personal uh, time today, so he will not be in uh, for the show. Uh, today we're going to work on um, maintaining your gear, and probably a few other topics or whatnot. But uh, we're going to go with uh, Chuck here first to uh, I'll tell you about the giveaway. We're going to be giving away this Rapala scale. There's going to be two of them. Um, all you have to do is uh, post a recent picture of you holding the catfish on on our fan page or the Catfish Weekly group, and um, we will randomly choose somebody um, to receive two of these. We'll, we'll be giving two away to two different people. So. Um, just put up some pics and let's see some nice catfish being posted. Okay, well, um, today we're kind of uh, using a different format than we normally uh, have before. Like I said, we're going to get on maintaining gear and then probably go off into some, some chat or whatnot. But um, I personally have not. I sent my reels off for maintenance. I haven't took any of them off for maintenance or anything yet. So um, I used to, I, I bought reels and they were cheap enough that, uh, you know, when I broke, I just bought another one. But uh, they're they're uh, getting a little expensive and uh, I don't even know where you take them to, to get them maintained. Do you love? Yeah, there's a couple of places. Uh you can send them to a guy that's on uh, our website, uh, uh, Twisted Cat Outdoors, named Abu Doc, and uh, I know he works on all the Abu Garcias and I think some other stuff. There's also a place in St. Louis that does uh, really good work, and I understand there's a guy over in Kansas City area that does some pretty good work too. I know uh, Jason Mathena has told me about the guy in St. Louis that does really excellent work, and he can do some trick stuff to them and. Uh, and make them actually cast better and and reel up better, and he cleans them up and uh, does a real good job. I guess people don't realize, you know, when you're down on a river and and uh, even if you're pond or a lake or you know it gets uh, sand and grime and and all that stuff. And but like I said, I you know, I got a bunch of cheap ones and I just use them until they they screwed up and I buy another one. But, I don't know them uh, them pins that I bought for you from you. I'm probably gonna need a path and send them off to to get cleaned and changed. Those are uh, pretty easy to uh, maintain, Paul. They're uh, you just take the side covers off of them. They don't have all the uh, uh, gears and fancy stuff in them that a lot of the others do. But uh, uh, clean. I, I try to clean them out. I use carburetor spray on mine in the spring and then uh, lube them up with. Uh, some uh, like sole machine oil or three-in-one oil or uh, Vaseline, something like that, on top of the gears. That's, that's what I was getting ready to ask you, if you could use uh, Vaseline or something like that on them. Yep. Uh, Jason Malone like, would like to know what kind of reels you're using, Paul. Um, I'm using Pen 209s. Thank you. Ain't that what I bought from you, Long? Yes. 209 pins is what I use, and then uh, Akuma's. Um, I really, I really like the Akuma bait casters. 
if I if I had my choice, I think uh, it would probably be the the uh, Akuma. But and I got an Abu Garcia too. I forgot about that. Uh, uh, Abu Five Thousand. I think what it is. See. <laughs> While we're on that subject, Chuck, what what kind of reels do you and Leanne use? Um, well, our setup we have um, two ABU seven thousand eyes, um, then we have two ABU Alpha Mar sixteens, and we have two Pen Phantom twenties. That um, that's pretty much what we use consistently. Then. Uh, we have some uh, channel cat rods that are uh, that we just put on some ugly stick catfish poles. They are the uh, 5600C4s, Abu Garcias. And, and the other thing I've got is the uh, uh, the Black Horse custom rods. And uh, uh, Justin got his, and he, he keeps his waxed like a car. He uh, polishes them, wax them. Mine, they've... they've uh, uh, you know, they've been out in the sun that it bleached uh, the yellow uh, cord and stuff, which I'm going to have Lowry do, I think, with uh, rubber or something. But um, he really takes care of his stuff. And and me, you know, I'm I'm kind of like uh, somebody that buys a pickup truck and not not use it. I don't believe in that. And, and uh I could do a little more maintaining than what I do as far as maintenance, but um, I guess another thing that I need to work on is is uh, um, reuse or uh, using the uh, braid. Um, somebody told me something about going backward or putting it on another reel or something like that. Well, I think it was you told me that one, you know. Yes, yeah, after a year or two, I uh, run it off of, of one reel, and, and it'll wind up backwards on a new reel. That way you get longer life out of your braided line. Is that, the braided line is cheap. No, it's pretty pricey, but it's well worth it, especially if you don't want to, if you want a reel and rod set up with uh, no stretch, which is the, the ticket when you're bouncing and, and uh, drift fishing and um, that just makes it last longer, but braid lasts a long time, anyhow. Yeah. And you're going to let us wax your boat, polish it. Do what? Well, when you going to let me and Jay polish that boat? Uh, I'm going to, I want to get it painted. Well, you need to hurry up and get it painted. Well, I'm trying to get a hold of the guy. He just, when he had time to do it, I didn't, couldn't turn loose of it, and now I got, uh, time to, I had three or four weeks to do it, and he was too busy, so we just got to get together on it. Call up Mako and see if they'll do it. What's that? No, I don't think so. No? You don't like them cheap paint jobs? What's that? You don't like them cheap paint jobs? Well, no. If I'm going to spend the money, I'm going to get it done right. <laughs> now, there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I don't know, and, and uh, uh, i got people... Telling people I act like I know everything and, and whatnot. I don't think I've ever acted like that. But um, you know, I'm still I'm still learning stuff. And and uh, I guess when you don't 
when you I think you know it all is when you run into trouble. But um, I don't have a big boat to hit the river with or anything like like these two guys do. So if you want to go into some maintenance on a boat, Lyle and, and Chuck, let me uh, uh, work on the, the boat maintenance. Well, uh, to start with, one of the things that I do on my boat is that um, the beginning of every year, I pull the tires and wheels off and pack the wheel bearings, and if you have brakes on your trailer, I check all that over. Um, <clears throat> sometimes uh, I'll do it twice a year, but usually once a year we'll do that, and I always want to check the lower unit oil in your, in your uh, boat motor a couple times a year. Uh, make sure that you don't have any leaks. Make sure you have spare drain plugs. Uh, you know, there's nothing worse than launching a boat, figuring out you forgot to put the drain plug in and not being able to find it. So uh, it's nice to keep a, a spare or two with you. It'd be a, be a good idea to, to take an extra shear pin, don't you think? Well, if you're the old boats had shear pins, yeah. If you uh, if you have one of the old motors that has shear pins, you ought to keep several of them on hand. The new ones have spin out type props. Where they're mounted in rubber, and uh, if you tear that up, you just need to get in and get it fixed or put a different prop on it. But um, the old ones with the shear pins, when uh, we used to have those, we kept several of them on hand because we was always getting into stuff where uh, uh, we'd shear the, the shear pin off and then you was hung out in the, in the middle of the river someplace. Um, trolling motors, you need to make sure all your trolling motor uh, connections, your batteries are good, the batteries need to be checked uh, every spring to make sure that they're uh, rechargeable, that they're charged up, that they're not weak because if you have a 24 or 34, 36 volt system and you're running two or three uh, batteries, if one of them is not as strong as the others, it'll drag the other two down, you won't get the performance out of it that uh, you would if you had three good batteries or two good batteries, whichever the case the system would be. Uh, you need to check and make sure all your live well stuff, your switches are shut off and on when they're supposed to if you have a timer that it works correctly because if you have one timer that's putting water in and one timer that's taking water out, if the one that's taking it out doesn't come on and the other the one that's putting it in doesn't shut off, next thing you know you filled your boat up with water. So. Uh, Anything that has working parts needs to be gone over and make sure that it's all good. Anything that gets lubrication needs to make sure it's lubed and checked over at least at the beginning of the year. And it's a good idea if you use it a lot or you travel a lot to do it more than once a year. Okay. I think Chuck. Uh, Lyle, Lyle pretty much about covered everything on the maintenance. Uh, yeah, and if. You know, just try just try to maintain your boat. Um, you know, you've always heard everything on your boat's already broken. You don't know it yet. So, you know, just try to keep up and, um, you know, keep stuff repaired as they break or you'll find out that you can get behind in a hurry. I tell you, I was, on a, I was out on the lake and uh, the controlling motor, the, well, the one I got takes a 50-amp fuse and... Uh, of course, I'm I'm one of those guys that don't read the directions and and all that stuff, but I didn't put a 50 50 amp fuse in it and I burn up a motor and uh, had absolutely no paddles. <laughs> so it was it was taking our hands and and paddling water trying to get get back up to the ramp. 
Well, another thing is you need to check and make sure every time you fill your uh, tank up, um, a lot of the old boat motors had uh, gas and oil that you had to mix, and uh, you put a certain amount in to get your 50 uh, to 1 ratio. The new ones, most of them are fuel injected or whatever, but uh, you need to make sure that those pumps and tanks are not leaking. The last thing you want to do is run out of oil or have the wrong mixture and blow your motor up, and then you're done for the year, uh, or you got to buy a new motor. Yeah, a little crack in that, little crack in that hose, and sucks a little bit of air. It ain't gonna run with snot. Oh, uh, it'll tear it all up. That's for sure. But uh, anybody there in the the chat's got any questions? Feel free to to uh, throw a question in there and. And uh, we'll try to get it answered. But uh, I don't know. I you know I keep going between my my uh, my tackle box and my my backpack. I'm not sure which one I like better. I got the backpack now, or everything packed in the backpack now. But um, I try to keep everything organized. To the first aid kit. And, uh, and all that, but uh, I can't really think of anything else. We got any other subject we want to talk about, or yeah, keeping your uh, you know, keeping your leader maintained from week to week. If you use uh, leaders, um, you can you can have a nick in one. Uh, if you don't check it before the tourney, it can make and break you. Because I found that out a couple of weeks ago and. Um, what, what was that? I didn't catch what you said, Chuck. Uh, leaders. The, oh, okay. Yes, uh, you know, check your leaders. Um, you know, it, especially if you're going, if you're tournament fishing. Um, you know, week to week. You know, if you if you, you know, break some off, lose a fish of a lifetime. You know, you're not you're not losing money like you are in a tournament. You know, um, but when you go when you're on a tournament, you know, check the at least the first. 10 feet of your line before your turn before your leader um, you know check your braid what I always do I always cut off about once once every month I'll go ahead and cut about five foot off my braid um, you know as I'm tying on breaking off here and there I'm, I'm always cutting off a foot here and there um, that's down close to where I tie my uh, leader on but uh, always check your leaders. One little nick in a mono leader can cause it to snap very, very easy. Um, so that's something. Uh, even during the, the day or night when you're fishing, uh, every time you're rebaiting, you know, get your fingernail and slide it up and down that leader, see if you feel anything while you're putting that bait on. And uh, that, that can cause you a lot of heartache. We fish a lot of tournaments uh, nearly, not every weekend, but nearly every weekend and then a lot of times uh, what I try to do is go through and put new leaders and hooks on before every tournament. Uh, one week we'll be fishing a tournament for channel cat, the next week it'll be for blues. Or, um, sometimes you'll want smaller hooks in one area than bigger hooks in the next area and, and I, I don't sharpen hooks. I know a lot of guys that do and it's a great way to save money but for me it's I, I just put a new hook on and if it's sharp and good quality hook uh, I'd rather do that than have to worry about it. Uh, but like I say, new leaders and new hooks on before every weekend comes up, and, and that way it uh, knocks out uh, any chance of, of having that. But you're right about the uh, the main line. It needs to be checked. Every time that I retie, I take off two or three feet of it, no matter if it's braid or mono. 
Uh, that way you know for sure that you don't have any nicks and it doesn't stay on there very long. Uh, another thing you need to do if you fish very many different areas and make sure that you have a good selection of sinkers uh, and hooks because every area is going to be different. In one place you'll you'll use an 8, 10, 12, 20 ounce uh, weight on uh, on your rods to get them to, to uh, hold where you need them to hold. The next place you go, we was using uh, twos and threes over the last weekend, and uh, you know I don't have very many of them, so I had to restock and and get that stuff back up. Jason Malone wants to know how often do you uh, re-spool your reels? If uh, it's on my my one rods where I got the mono, I do them every year. But if uh, I've got the uh, the braid, I'll uh, use it one year and then reel it on backwards, and then uh, run that for a year and then I discard it. So I, I usually change them every year. But... Well, how do you do yours? Uh, uh... Uh, yeah, <clears throat> on the rods I use braid on. Uh, after about six months, I will uh, rewind them onto another reel uh, backwards and, and use the braid that I haven't used yet. And on mono, as much as I fish, I try to, uh, you know, re-spool, um, you know, probably every two or three months with the, uh, with the Berkeley Big Game. See, I, I would probably do that. If, uh, um, you know, I tournament fish, but, you know, when I fish in the lake or uh, on the bank there on the Mississippi, you know, I mean, the, the biggest thing I'm going to catch in a lake uh, that I fish in is maybe a 20-pound channel cat at the max, so I don't need to uh, change my line out as much as maybe you and Lyle do. Also, we have a question on there about what size mono leader do you use, what length and what size. Um, I don't know what you guys are using. I'm using 60 and 65 pound mono, and the length varies uh, due to the amount of uh, what kind of current I'm in, whether it's a lake or, or what size hooks I'm using. I'll use anywhere from 8 or 10 or 12 inch ones to 24 and at times as much as 36. Um, I, I I use mostly uh, 80 and 100 pound uh, mono leaders. Um, my you know same way as Lyle. You know it depends on uh, the type of current and the presentation. Um, you know so if I use cut bait or live, I'll have a if I'm using live bait. Um, you know, I'll use up to 36 inches a liter sometimes. Um, sometimes I won't even, um, you know, go over 12. Um, you use three ways? Yes. You know, if I'm using three ways and I'm drifting, um, you know, I'll use like, uh, you know, 12-pound mono, uh, which I would double it up uh, for my, my sinker liter, um, you know, and I'll, I'll bring it up about, 18 inches, and then I'll come up to a three-way, and then I'll run off of it, uh, you know, with 80 or 100 pound. Uh, then i come up another uh, 12 inches, and then I'll put like a 12-inch leader um, with 80 or 100 pound. That way, if my weight uh, gets in the structure, uh, I can snap that, you know, 24 pounds worth of mono off of that lead, and um, I, I won't lose as much. I won't lose the hooks and all I got to do um, is when you double up that mono, 
uh, what I do, I'll, I'll just loop it through the, the bank sinker, and uh, that way it's wrapped around the bait sinker twice, and then I just, uh, you know, do a, do a couple of overhand knots, um, you know, up on my swivel because, you know, it's not going to hurt, you know, if you pull it really hard and, um, you know, that knot comes off because, you know, a lot of times you don't want to, um, you know, pull your boat around, anything like that. So um, I'd rather that um, that sinker later to, you know, break or come loose pretty easy if I, if I need it to. Have you noticed, Chuck, that when you're uh, tying on heavier leaders with braided line, that if you uh, take, if say you get snagged up, instead of worrying about breaking it off with your rod, what I do is I wrap a couple of wraps around the uh, the body of the reel, and then pull straight back with the rod, and it'll snap those 60 and 80 pound uh, leaders pretty easily that way. Yeah, uh, what what I try to do, <clears throat> if you pull slow and steady. Uh, usually your mono, if, if you're using 80 pound braid and 80 pound mono on the leader, usually if you pull slow and steady, your, your mono ends up breaking. But if, if you uh, do, do that quick snap, usually your braid will go ahead and break. So uh, it, it just depends on if I'm going to pull myself off anchor or what type of situation I'm on. But a lot of times I go ahead and I try to pull that, pull it real slow and and get that mono to stretch and break before that braid does so I can save my uh, sinkers if I have a, a, a no row or something like that on. Hey, Lyle, did you smell that? Smell that. I just farted. No. <laughs> you didn't smell that? Hey, uh -huh. I, I want to do this early um, while we're at it. Um, the next show... Um, looks like on the fur or on the second be the the next show. Uh, Lyle and uh, and Chuck and Chris, we talked about it. We're going to um, try to grace gracefully um, talk about pay lakes and noodling and uh, our thoughts and why we don't believe in it. And whatnot, so you might want to pay attention to that show, and uh, that could get interesting in the chat room. What else we got? Anything else? These guys hear me? Oh, yes. I got... okay. I can't really think of anything else either. Um, what do you? Uh, what do you recommend on your your rods, Lyle, to make them last longer? Well, keeping them clean and, and uh, keeping the shad scales off of them. If you want the finish to stay nice, you can take some uh, dishwashing soap and warm water and wash them all up. Uh, uh, the filler that's in all cork handles will come out of them. There's not much you can do about that. The people that want to use cork, they just that's something that they deal with. The cord wraps. Uh, a nylon brush and soapy water and then rinse them off in the same way with EVA foam. Uh, you can do that and, uh, and let them dry and they do really well. Uh, once you get the rods cleaned up, and it doesn't matter if it's uh, one of my rods or if it's uh, a production rod, if you'll take those and wash them up and then uh, 
put a little car wax on them and shine them up once a year. It'll sure make the finish last a lot longer on them. And uh, just run your hands over them and make sure that you don't have any nicks or bumps, especially on graphite because graphite, if there's a scratch or a nick on it, when it breaks, it'll break in that spot. Uh, you keep keep that uh, uh, down to a minimum. If you get a little place like that, you can put some epoxy or something over top of it for prolong the life of the rod before it, uh, you know, moisture and stuff gets in there and it'll cause it to break. But uh, you know, there's not uh, as long as you make sure that you don't have any guide wraps come loose because once they start coming loose there's no real stopping them they'll all come loose um, if there's enough finish put on them that usually doesn't happen but uh, sometimes you, you run into that uh, the decal things uh, <laughs> the decal things um, uh, you just gotta keep them clean and, and shiny if you want to be able to read them and uh, go with that but uh, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of maintenance done to them. Uh, just keep them clean, and, and uh, like I say, a little shot of car wax once a year will make all the difference in the world. Yeah, that's what I was going to get ready to ask if you use polish for... Uh... I've got a, a question here from uh, Adam Winder wants to know what kind of hooks do we all use. I'll, I'll start with saying that um, I use... Um, a Charlie Brown 9 aught for drift fishing when I'm bumping, 10 aught if I can get them, um, a double action style hook for uh, normal fishing, uh, dead sticks and um, anchor fishing. I like an 8 or a 10 aught uh, 2022 Eagle Claw Circle Hook. I found nothing that I get along with any better than that, and the confidence in what you use is a big percentage of success so uh, uh, that's what I'm using and uh, you guys can weigh in on that. Well I usually use the uh, uh, six bottom dweller circle hooks until uh, I couldn't get them anymore so I had to, to find another source. I get them out of China now. Um, 50 of them cost me about 12 bucks for shipping. So I've been getting the uh, the uh, six aughts from them and the ten aughts. Um, I use the ten aughts on the river and the six aught on the lake, and it seemed to work out pretty good for me. I, even little bullheads can uh, uh, get hooked on six aughts, but they can't get it swallowed, so I don't lose a lot of hooks. I use uh, Eagle Claw uh, L2022 in, in size uh, ten aught. Um, I use that about just nine, uh, number eight. I don't. Throws up there just for a second on me. Where'd you lose me at? What I uh, okay? I use a Eagle Claw uh, ten alt L twenty twenty two circle hook. Um, probably. You know, 90-95% of the time. Um, any other time, I'll use a, a num number eight uh, team catfish double action. And uh, I was asked the other day, and, and I figure I'll just bring it up here um, now that I think about it. Um, the reason that I wear a jersey, and, and I don't tournament fish, but I wear this jersey... Um, like the uh, bottom dwellers and, and the uh, black horse custom rod 
and uh, Twisted Cat Outdoors and, and stuff like that is because these guys back me in doing the things that I do, the charity work with uh, the kids and the, the seniors and the disabled and, and whatnot. And you, to me, um, the, the people I represent want to be seen and, and help me to, to help others. It's more of a uh, uh, an advertise that they support me instead of me being a tournament fisher so that or fisherman so that that's kind of why I wear the jersey and I wear it just about everywhere I go. I got a couple of them. The third one ended up with uh, uh, hot lead all over it and it melted on me. But um, that's that's the reason that that I wear the jersey is not because. You know, and what you do is, is very important to the sport. Uh, you know, you, you do a lot of stuff for youth and kids and disabled people and, and uh, people that are in nursing homes and things. And um, it's outstanding that you do that and represent these companies the way you do. And we're all very proud of the fact that you do that. Uh, fishing is not always necessarily about tournament fishing, although it does get... Uh, the majority of the the looks and action because there's so many people that look to these guys uh, for information and knowledge and things but um, the things that you do are behind the scene and and uh, there's there's uh, not everybody has the time or the ability and not everybody wants to do it so thank you for what you do uh, you know and, and if anybody wants to uh, get involved or something they can always get a hold of me at uh, Paul at catfishweekly.com. Um, the group I represent is, is Team Fat Boys, and that's uh, been around for about three years. We're incorporated as a non-for-profit in Illinois. So, uh, you know, people that want to help and, and stuff like that will we'll always accept the help. Uh, I've got a, uh, another question here about what do you do if you have cork peeling and what can you do to fix it? Um, Adam, if you're talking about... The cork peeling off of a rear or a front grip, the easiest way to do that uh, is to squeeze it and get a spot in there where there's a little hole behind it and pour some fast set epoxy in there and let it run down in there and uh, let it set up over top of that and that'll fix it again. And if it doesn't stay at that time, then you need to uh, probably replace it. Uh, and you can either replace it with cork or cord or uh, what they call cork tape, which is all an easy fix and something to be done. The other question I have is, do you ever have reel seats so big your reels don't fit them? And how do you combat that? Um, I've run into that a few times, and there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can take um, the, uh, the reel foot that's on the bottom of the reel that attaches to the reel seat, and sometimes you can bend the feet down which will take up the slack in a real seat. And the other way you can do it is to get some uh, metal, I would recommend brass uh, strips and shim up from the bottom, and that'll take care of that problem also. Yep. I want to remind uh, anybody that's watching, uh, I was talking to uh, Kurt Murrow from uh, Stinkfinger the other day, but um, if anybody wants to advertise on the website, we got a real good uh, deal going. Uh, six months for 50 and three months for, what, what was it? 20 months, what it was, wasn't it? Well, 
Uh, I believe it was uh, ten dollars cheaper. Thirty dollars for three months and fifty dollars for six. I think. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We're getting a lot of traffic. A lot of traffic on Team uh, Fat Boys. So I think we got three, three or four spots still open yet. First come, first serve. Um, it doesn't matter uh, who you are, and uh, we're pretty well non-biased. Um, as Chris says, we've got our own individual sponsors, but as a show and a, uh, as a whole, we don't um, don't have a lot of that going on. So uh, I can't really think of anything else, guys. If if nobody's got any questions, we can shut it down, or uh, unless somebody can think of something else to yak about. Um. We have uh, several people that's just now coming online. If we got anything, um, I don't. Um, the only thing I can talk about is we had a uh, really nice turnout at the Nabu tournament over the weekend, um, Saturday. Um, it was a regular Twisted Cat outdoor tournament, but we was uh, lucky enough that um, Calvin Meyer showed up and uh, to weigh in him and his wife and his mother. And his brother and a whole bunch of other people did, and um, it was really good to see Calvin getting along so well. Um, the tournament was was uh, pretty good itself, but uh, having uh, having him there was was absolutely the highlight of the day for me, and I think most everybody else. He's such a good guy, and he's working real hard to combat this uh, issue he has with this cancer. So we's all happy to see him. Is uh is he going to be at the the benefit tournaments that you you've got going on or? Yes, he is. He was actually um, they had a benefit auction for him with a whole bunch of stuff um, uh, yesterday, and um, he was at that. And I know that he got tired and had to probably leave a little bit early, but that's a big weekend for him. But uh, next weekend we'll be having the uh, tournament in Burlington for Calvin Myers benefit, and he will be there also. And, uh, you know, you guys get a chance. Come to Burlington and, and jump in that tournament with us. Um, it's not going to – it's going to pay 50% of the money we take in to Calvin and 50% will be for prize money. And, and I know most of us are not interested in, in the prize money as much as we are trying to help this young man out with, with this battle he's got on his hands. And, and I've, I've said this for several weeks. Calvin is, a, is an ambassador to our sport. Uh, he worked for years trying to promote catfishing and does everything the right way. He's a good family man, and and uh, he's just having a run of tough times here, and we need to help him out any way we can. Anything else, Chuck? Uh, we're going to do closing statements? or what? Yeah. Um, if nobody's got any questions, we'll wait here a second to see if anybody's got anything. If they, they want to ask it, ask it now. Forever hold your peace. Well, I was going to uh, ask y'all something, see if y'all have ever heard of this. I do it. I don't know if I'm just anal about, uh, you know, the way I do oh, things. Uh, any any time that I get new fishing uh, sinkers, um, you know, I'll, I'll put them outside in a, in a coffee can and I'll just let them weather with rainwater. Um, you know, I've always been told that you know the chemicals and stuff that come out of lead do have a, a lot of scent and stuff to them that fish would probably be able to pick up on. 
Um, has anybody ever heard of anybody else doing that, or am I just anal and superstitious, or what? I've never heard of it, but it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> you said anal. Yeah, it's, it's just you know, I, you know, I, you know, being around the old timers and everything, you know, I just thought, you know, well, I just leave them lead outside for whatever reason in a bucket or whatever, but. Well, you know, um, they said that they said that about hooks and stuff too that. You had to put your bait on the whole dang hook, cause if if you left any uh, uh, showing that that fish wouldn't bite, and then later on in life I found out that was a, a crock of crap, you know. Well, they, you know they're saying that you know after you you know you pour your your lead, uh, you know you, you get the smell of it when you're pouring it, and you can smell all the uh, the chemicals that's in it and everything, but you know even after you pour them and let them set up. You know, a lot of that stuff's on the outside surface and all, and, uh, you know, the old-timers have just told me for years that, you know, uh, especially for catfishing where they, you know, use their, uh, you know, scent for feeding and everything mostly, that you need to let them things uh, sit and, and just let sit outside in weather and rainwater and stuff, and it helps get rid of a lot of that stuff. Right. That's just like the hook thing. It's a confidence factor. If you think it'll work, it probably will. Yeah. I just didn't know if anybody else did it. It's I don't just, know. Growing up, I'd been, I'd still be spitting on worms had I not known better later on in life. We got any questions pop up yet? I don't know that that'd be a big difference. The thing that they've been talking about on the Catfish Weekly chat, um, I don't think we're going to be. Spreading, spreading around on the show, and and that chat's open twenty four seven. Anybody wants to get in there and absolutely, so you can keep I monitor monitor it sometimes or whatnot, but I get on it and check it, and you guys can ask questions on the chat line, and and uh, we'll check it and answer them if we can. And uh, you know, if you want to leave a comment for the show, we'd really like to have that. All input is welcome, good or bad. We hope it's not too much bad, but yeah, you know, we we try to make the show better, and the only way we can get to make it better is if people leave comments so we know if we're going the right direction or not. Yeah, the other thing I'd like to see is is uh, people go to the uh, the uh, YouTube page and, and like and comment and uh, subscribe. Yeah, I've I've noticed that. You know, we get a lot. We get some likes every week, but if you like the show and you watch it on YouTube, please click the like button. Uh, do so also on the Facebook page, and when you're on YouTube watching these things, because they're on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and and uh, all you have to do is is leave a little comment there, so uh, so we know that you either like it or don't like it, or we need to change something, or if we're doing a good job, please let us know. Yes, and if if you have any ideas, if if you want to see a, a, us bring somebody on as a, a special guest or. Any kind of ideas on the show that that you would like to see, uh, you know, please get on there and um, you know we're open to any comments on um, stuff like that. So give us your ideas on uh, you know what y'all want. This is y'all show. We're here for y'all. So um, y'all, y'all, y'all. <laughs> so remember, guys, next week pay like some noodling. That's the uh, that's going to be. Awesome. The Let's do our closing statements here. Well, that, that's what I'm getting ready to do. There's a, lot, there's a lot of noodling going on down here right now. That's uh, probably the peak of the spawn, and 
all these kids have been watching these TV shows that's never had parents or relatives do it in their entire life, and they're out here in this river and this lake, and you go down with a boat, and you see kids at all these boat launches that are out by these houses and stuff. You don't see them out, you know, on a dirt bank, you know, like on TV. They're around these uh, boat ramps and stuff, and, you know, they're, they learn this stuff on TV. They didn't, a lot of these guys didn't that's grow a, up doing this. That's a topic for next week. So uh, we will um, go go ahead, Lyle. Well, I just wanted to let everybody know that um, again, May 31st in Burlington, Iowa, the Calvin Meyer Benefit Tournament. Uh, we have a lot of stuff being sent in, and we're going to have auctions and raffles and things for the prizes, and and uh, it's for probably one of the best reasons that you could ever go to a tournament. And if you guys get a chance, please show up up there and, and you'll have a good time. There's going to be a good meal to go with it. We're going to have a fish fry after the tournament at the firehouse, and, and it's just going to be a lot of fun. Uh, June 14th, LaGrange, Missouri, the Jack and Jill tournament. Uh, this tournament is sponsored by Marquine Casino. $3,000 first place prize money. Um, we're going to have a great time there. Hopefully we're not right in the middle of this bond. It hadn't really started up here yet, so uh, well, we're hoping that we'll get by that. And uh, we've got people coming from several states and entries coming in just about daily. And uh, if you get a chance, come on up and join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Keokuk, Iowa, July 12th, added money tournament. Last year we had, um, I can't remember, it was either 45 or 47 boats. Uh, quite a big turnout for us. Uh, it's going to be a really good, fun time up there at Keokuk, and and uh, there's a, we'll be fishing a lot of fishing below the dam and and uh, on down, and you can absolutely catch some good blues up there. So come on up and join us. And as things get closer on the other, uh, we'll announce some of them other uh, tournaments as time gets a little closer on them. Yep. Okay. Um, Alabama Catfish Trail. Um, we'll have our next tournament uh, July 12th at Birchfield Branch Campground Ramp. Uh, this will be a night tournament from 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. Um, this is a campground, so you can uh, you know bring your tent, set up your tent before the tournament, go out fish 2 a.m. We'll come back and have a nice weigh-in, and then uh, you know you'll have your tent there. Just get a, a Get a good night's sleep, and hopefully we can get up and do a little bit of fishing the next day. Um, this is the uh, home of the 120-pound uh, Alabama state record, so um, a bunch of experienced catfish guys. We should be able to go down there and, you know, see what they really got in that lake. And um, they'll be coming right off a of spawn around then, so they're going to be, you know, feeding heavy. Uh, we've been getting a lot of buzz about um, our – the tournament after that, it's going to be September 6th on uh, Wheeler Lake. We're going to be launching out of the one of the nicest uh, harbors, uh, Ingalls Harbor. It's very nice. Um, so hopefully we'll have pe people come in from, um, you know, some other states and stuff for this. Uh, we've been getting um, a lot of messages on our um, on our fan page and all. So hopefully it'll. It'll be a good one. 
That's it. Well, guys, remember uh, we still got space for advertising left on the website. As Chris always says, um, uh, we're not biased to uh, to anyone, even though we have our own personal uh, sponsors and whatnot. The site's totally different. Um, we uh, are, I don't know how I would say that, but anyway, to get the, the point. And, uh, hey, Paul. Yeah. I'd like to uh, give a shout-out to the winners of the tournament Saturday, uh, Jason Rath and, uh, oh, shoot, forgot his name. Boy, that really bothers me. You'll, you'll come up with it after we close the, the show. Oh, no, I'm going to get it right now. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> Don't want to forget to go to Twisted. Kill me. Josh Hayes and Jason Rath put three channel cats together at, at the tournament for 27.4 pounds in Nauvoo, Illinois. The tournament paid them $1,300 and they received $100 from Dave Marine for being in the highest placing sea art boat. Um, 27.4 pounds in the water that we fish for channel cat in around here is really good and uh, the other good thing that I wanted to tell you about was Jim Gillen Water and his partners put a 22.4 pound big fish in the boat. No, 12.2 pound big fish in the boat. Paid them $210. Um, that's just for for the water we fish. That's just really good, good stuff. And that's it. And that's it. That's it for me. Um. Go check out Twisted Cat Outdoors, twistedcatoutdoors.com. Um, it's a forum, a lot of nice guys there. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the contest, upload your, your current uh, picture of you and your fish uh, on the fan page or uh, the uh, group for uh, Catfish Weekly. Just put it up there in the search. And upload a picture, and uh, you'll be entered into the the drawing for the 50-pound scale. What, what brand was that? Rapala scale. Rapala. Yeah. So Can I get in there? I'm gonna be posting when I get off of here. Nope. All right. Well, guys, <laughs> we'll we'll catch you all later next week, and uh, probably have uh, Fud back in here. So as he says, stay out of my hole.